Welcome, one and all, to Picard, a Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Star Trek universe. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Bonjour, Pete. Bonjour, Matt. Bonjour, everybody. Here today, taking you through our final Star Trek Picard Season 3 preview, coming to Paramount Plus on Thursday, February 16th, on a platform that might not exist a year from now. Pete, more on that later. Uh, Looking to the future, the 24th, 25th century future, also podcasting future uh of course the uh the super bowl the superb owl is tomorrow so definitely prepped for trailers from marvel trailers from star wars what are we going to get out of star trek what are we going to get out of pop culture properties that we don't podcast but still can enjoy nonetheless uh time will tell certainly hopefully going to get a uh marvel secret invasion date out of this we're getting trailers for of course ant-man that we will be watching this week and podcasting next week very early on and then uh also the mandalorian as well maybe an ahsoka glimpse i'm hearing we'll have to see okay but bringing you all that package together in one podcast when matt pete monday February 13th, uh, you know, we'll let the dust settle from the big game and so forth. And we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to podcast as it, as it rolls out, you know, is it a Marvel, uh, heavy podcast? Is it something that goes across all the feeds? Cause it's got some Marvel, Star Wars, Star Trek, DC, whatever. Um, but yeah, we'll look forward to that on Monday, having a discussion, Pete, uh, to use a term from the foot is ball. We'll call an, uh, an audible on the field. Absolutely. And we will be bringing you our Star Trek Picard podcast on Star Trek Sundays. So beginning with the uh, first one here coming to you on uh, Sunday, February 19th, as we dig into this series. Yes. And certainly the anticipation through the roof uh hats off to the the pr that has gotten out there and so forth um between uh paramount plus apparently sharing the first couple episodes with anybody who ever said anything nice about them or something uh along with the the uh big star-studded premiere at the chinese theater in hollywood that having taken place just in the last couple of days, Pete, the 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 purple carpet, a stone's throw away from the uh, the Star Trek original cast, you know, to have all their names there on account of Star Trek Six and all that. So, um, you know, I, I think anticipation is through the roof, and anticipation is at its maximum point here as we get ready uh, for this new and final season. I'm so excited to talk week to week about these episodes that I've seen for Matt to see them here. And, you know, this next generation full on reunion, Matt, the the movie adventure, we never got strung across 10 episodes here. And when you consider that Star Trek right now does not have a show and active production this both with the final season of Picard and I put air quotes 
around that, given the way they've kind of teased some different directions. We have no official confirmation yet of a third season renewal on Strange New Worlds. However, Matt, there are writers have publicly talked about how they've been staffed for season three of Strange New Worlds. So you would not do that without a renewal. That will undoubtedly be the next show into production. I'm talking live action here. Prodigy is in uh, official production right now but you don't need sound stages you don't need you know the kind of stuff we've always come to associate with star trek for the animation um so remains to be seen what happens again we've got strange new worlds it'll be discovery season five after that is this it for discovery i think it'd be a real question i don't think it will be i think they'll get at least another season but it's not been announced yet and then um hey you know that lady that they had on star trek discovery that they let go because they wanted to pair her with a you know uh equally well-known star because they didn't think she could hold down a section 31 show just by her lonesome uh is gonna win best actress from the best picture in a couple weeks. Uh, I'm sure Paramount Plus will lure her back right after that. Pete, it's it, it, it's storm clouds ahead. That's what you're describing. However, as a Star Trek fan, it's kind of weirdly comforting to know that there's potentially chaos on the bridge. You know, here we are, the end to Star Trek, the, the next generation, the end that we always wanted, premiering later this week. And again, the notion that what follows it? Well, Discovery is done, currently undated. Strange New Worlds, not currently in active production. Yes, as you mentioned, Prodigy and Lower Decks, um, both as animation in constant production. But, you know, add to it the overall recent health of uh, Paramount Plus um, looking better just in terms of diverse programming and whatnot on there, which unfortunately also means less reliance on star trek you then look farther out and say well what is the health of any of these streamers pete disney plus lost streamers in the last quarter if disney plus and netflix are losing streamers you know there's real potential for a, a streamer landscape shift here uh, and of course when it comes to star trek on television since 2017 all of it is streaming so uh let's enjoy these 10 episodes because who knows what the landscape looks like for star trek in six months time obviously you want to let this show launch for its final season on its own uh showrunner terry Matalis has done a lot to really promote the crew of the titan the next next generation is that the thing that by the end of this season we have announced a seven of nine titan show with some holdovers from uh you know cast members of this new uh you know again remains to be seen now is not the right time now is the time to let sir patrick rightfully get the limelight uh the next generation uh his next generation to get these good reunion vibes and the the well-earned welcome back I think that there's 
you know, there's anticipation through the roof uh, for this season. I'm clearly on the record for having, you know, in our podcast for the, the prior two seasons, there have been elements each season that have not fully landed with me and that's okay. It's not, doesn't, doesn't always have to be about me. Um, but just the notion that the notion that Star Trek, let's say in the last, um, let's say two years of production, you know, strange new worlds and even some of the, some of the tweaks to Discovery Season 4 and so forth, but some of that optimism has come back into the sales. And I, I think, too, you know, our, our anticipation for this third season of Picard being one where it's old friends returning, it kind of is that is that familiar. Um, and, you know, when in doubt, nostalgia really is wonderful. Um, of course, everything can't be backward-looking, but... Uh, the mission brief for this season, first and foremost, to have that nostalgia hit mixed with, okay, update for these characters that um, we have not spent time with in, you know, 20 years or so. So what what are the family updates and so forth? What's all the, you know, what's all the intrigue there? Uh, Pete, has Dr. Crusher, Dr. Crusher gone the same route as Nana and uh, gotten herself a younger man? We will find out. Or has a, a ghost visited her uh, yet again? Yeah, I mean, and then you consider uh, the promotion that's gone on here, Matt, on uh, social media. I don't know if you're following Star Trek logs. Uh, this is an official account on Instagram, but they do, um, you know, videos from time to time or reels as they're known on Instagram uh, has gone off in the past uh, little bit. They have log entries on the enterprise, the Titan, La Serena, and then all of our regular characters and um, really kind of information there. One, both catch up, but be careful what you listen to because there's some stuff we don't know about yet. A, I, I have not checked them out. B, um, I'm sometimes somewhat dubious of promotional items such as that just because you don't know if they are at the highest level of, uh, I'll say canon. I mean, we don't need to really have a Star Trek canon discussion here, but, you know, has it been made as a secondary thing or is it, it, it you know, is it the kind of thing where you want to go, oh, man, let me really dive on into those three words that that one character said, and I'm going to build a whole theory on it versus like, no, one of the writing assistants got together with PR and they banged this out in a half hour and, uh, you know, somebody put graphics and it's just a cool way to engage with fans. It's not, you know, it's not that Terry Madalas sat down there and was like, all right, the last five minutes from episode 10, let's backtrack that now all the way to log entries. Uh, you know, stuff like, oh, surprise, Savick went on to become captain of the first titan like i kind of hear that and i see people really excited about it i'm kind of like i i don't really care savik exists as a really great supporting character for you know a handful of the classic trek movies the fact that there's now a savik connection to an earlier iteration of the titan so forth like okay that's cool memory alpha peace you know give me these 10 live action episodes that i'm super excited about that's what i that's what I want. And in the interim, it's to me, it's just kind of uh PR, you know, PR buzz. Um, 
ranks of characters and what they've been doing was what I pulled out of it the most uh, and surely part of discussion in those early episodes. So again, out there, if you want to check it out, um, would it ruin anything? I don't think that it would. Um, but you know, there are people that are hungry before Thursday uh, for any information they can get their hands, eyes, ears on. The season was shot in blocks, much like the prior seasons were. Um, I'll say long time, long time, let's say in the Kurtztrek era. Director Doug Arniokoski has the first two, then Jonathan Frakes directed episodes three and four, Dan Liu five and six, uh, Deborah Kampenmeyer uh, seven and eight, and then Terry Madalis, uh, the director of the last two and has the sole writing credit for the 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 series finale nay pete the generational finale um so i think you know some familiar talent there and certainly you know just i think the block system makes sense it'll be interesting and, and pete maybe i'm not gonna be watching first for this thing but you know we're aware that the second season was made under kind of you know heavier covid protocols yes the hollywood Unions and producers have, by and large, continued with uh, COVID protocols like masking and testing and so forth. It'll just be interesting. Do we spot anything in season three right out of the bat where you go, oh, my goodness, this they're they're free. They're outside. They're in the sunshine, whatever it is. Um, but certainly, uh, yeah, as I said, a, a really capable slate of directors here. And that they maintained this secret of the next generation entirely coming back yes we don't have data but you know spiner back here as lore and then matt that's all the stuff like we can confirm publicly at this point so many uh hints at voyager deep space nine etc in terms of other cameos um, but it's lining up to be something special. And if this is it for Picard and the next generation, super, super fitting. Okay. We've had all these ideas teased though, that it may continue in some way, shape or form that even Sir Patrick might be on board for more given, you know, particular conditions and all that that somebody who was asked on the press junket this week about uh you know um deadpool and uh you know um, hugh jackman uh wolverine logan coming back for deadpool 3 and apparently even sir patrick has told to be on standby for that so it's not as if he doesn't have things to return to elsewhere or other things he could do um but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting that as this show sunsets or may sunset, I don't know how you advertise something as final season and bring back, you know, another season. Um, we talk all the time about. Well, how wait, 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 hold on, Pete. Do you remember when we said we, we said uh, however it was carefully worded by the walking dead, you know, say goodbye to Rick Grimes on the walking dead. And everyone said, Oh man, they're going to kill him off or say goodbye to, to, to the actor, whatever it was carefully worded. I mean, so just right, right off the... Star Trek Picard, the final season. 
<laughs> yeah, but now to sit and go a Star Trek Titan TV movie adventure with Admiral Picard there back at base saying, Seven, Seven, can you hear us? Oh, no, we've lost contact. You know, there's potential there. There's potential. There's potential to do whatever they want. I just think you you run the risk of upsetting the audience again when Paramount Plus was the consensus pick as the streamer that would either be sold and folded or sold and folded into another streamer um, in the near future. So it's worth saying that Paramount, as the, the corporate parent, Paramount, I think, has actually done a good job, let's say in the last five years, of not growing too big too fast, which, you know, comes with it debt. And look at the chaos going on at Warner Brothers. That's all because debt on top of debt on top of debt. And now the Discovery Channel runs everything and they sit and go, hey, there's a Bat Girl of Color, and there's a movie, HBO movie for that. Nope, canceled. Like those weird decisions are all debt based. Paramount has been a little less um, racing. You know, Paramount has not raced to the front of the line, and therefore has not built, built, built. And now, if if things are unsuccessful, need to contract. Similarly, they're also not so small that they could easily get scooped up. Um, you probably have a situation where from a corporate sense, Paramount Inc., again, not Paramount Plus, it's too big to be bought by Disney or Netflix or Sony or Universal or Warner Brothers because they're already big movie studios, TV facilities, and so forth. Um, so they're too big to be gobbled up. But as you were saying, Pete, this notion that, I think it was a CNBC article that you're referencing, this notion of streamers teaming up and perhaps coming soon on you know pick your on you know uh, on bluebox.com all the things that you've enjoyed from paramount plus along with you know pick your streamer everything great from peacock including i actually don't know what's good on peacock i don't know but um things things of that sort so yes That's again okay don't either <laughs> um again this notion uh, i guess night rider reruns i don't know um just this notion that not only is there not live action Star Trek in current production or like even kind of breadcrumb production, like, Oh man, Pete, did you see that Spock is hitting the gym again? That means they're going to be filming probably in a month. Uh, or did you see that, you know, that, um, th this actor or that actor is like great to be back in Toronto. Like none of, none of that is being said currently. So again, this notion that like the home of streaming Star Trek might be in jeopardy and the fact that there's no new live action streaming star trek coming asterisk we still have the new season of discovery that has yet to get a release date we still have the new season of strange new worlds that's been finished filming for almost a year's time which will probably come out in the may area and of course you know these 10 episodes of picard here so plenty of time but again kind of a really you know pete it's a genesis planet uh, upon which all of this has been built. And wait, I, I, I hear the rocks starting to rumble. Well, you know, if we could get life from seeming, seeming lifelessness here, Matt, I think that's a win for everybody. Uh, so much attention on this premiere, the red carpet 
super fun the other night. And now, you know, everybody see this after the big game and uh, the energy that's going to come with that as we see these old friends reunite. Yeah, I think that's what we are looking forward to the most. If if they have come up with a wonderful story to string together the return of these friends and time together again, I think that will be a success. If they can then add to it the feeling at the end of it where, ah, we have had the complete arc for the crew of Star Trek Next Generation. But what about the Titan? But what about this? What about that? Then that'll be the, the highest height. This doesn't need to necessarily be a lengthy reflection on what it's like to to get old or to be young or this or that. Just time with old friends again to savor these 10 episodes running from the middle of February to the third week in April. I think that's what we all want. And the buzz is that's what we're going to get. We talked so much about the set that was created for first the second stargazer used in season two and then obviously uh repurposed uh for the uh titan a in this series i still don't think they've gotten their money out of it matt and probably plans to do more with it i doubt it was completely struck and uh you know is now in a million pieces (laughs) i mean if you think that there were sets, there were sets built for Star Trek Phase Two that then got re, then got tweaked for Star Trek the Motion Picture, uh, you know, basic, basic spaces like engineering and hallways that then got repainted and reordered and reused for the movies for Next Generation and for Voyager, and it wasn't until the end of Voyager in what what was that two thousand two two thousand one, um. It wasn't until then that some of those sets were taken down, having been up since the mid to late 70s. Yeah, I think we're looking at a bridge set that we're going to be seeing a lot of use uh, from f- for a long time. If, you know, Star Trek can exist, the forthcoming streamer contraction and all of that. But, you know, if any if anybody can do it, Star Trek can. Well, Star Trek is going nowhere. Paramount Plus is a, certainly a solid strong if not if you listen to the uh pundits there uh really strong bet to belong to somebody else soon but in the interim matt can't wait to talk about this with you with our listeners each week want to make sure you get us your feedback by early sundays star trek sundays Yes, definitely looking forward to those discussions. I think that we have we have uh, recrystallized in the old uh, dilithium chamber there as we have not had episodic stuff for the podcast in the last uh, you know two two months or so. Uh, I'm ready to dive on into all of that. Can't wait to hear listener feedback and so forth. Uh, we'll share all that contact info in a moment, but really, really, really looking forward to getting back on not just the episodic podcast adventure here but the star trek adventure as well and of course pete all these adventures made possible by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content all sorts of levels to choose from but it takes just a dollar 
a month to get you behind that door. Can't contribute right now? Get yourself over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating in seconds, a review in just a little while longer to any of our now 33 podcast feeds. Pete, let's keep the conversation going. How can people talk with you on an existing social media network? You'll find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,770 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter, looking back, lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. Pete, can't wait for Star Trek Picard to return this Thursday, February 16th, and our podcast continuing uh, to pick up from there on Star Trek Sundays. With that, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Make it show. <laughs>